welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. I'm here with Nate. Hello, Nate. Hello there, Mike. Uh, well, now, if you just, we're going to step into the command. If you just, um, just mind your head, just oh, step oh. with me into the command pod. Oh, yeah, pick a spot anywhere. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Ooh, it's quite, quite cramped you. in here. What is that smell? It is cramped. Well, uh, uh, that's Paul. Ah. So this is the command pod in the future of the podcast where we record our intros and any other stuff. Nate is here from the Dice and Desire podcast. Nate, tell us about the Dice and Desire podcast and why uh, we should listen to it. Oh, Christ. I, 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 how long have you got? <laughs> Dice and Desire is an idea born about a year ago where we thought, wouldn't it be fun to do a podcast about D&D? Not realising that actually pretty much everyone in the world is already doing that. <laughs> we'd never played, I think apart from one of us, we'd never played D&D before. And about a year ago, we just all said, you know. Uh, you hadn't? No, no. We've, we've only been playing for over a year, just over a year. Uh, we started uh, okay. recording started recording the podcast in August. So we played yeah. another set session finished that wrapped that up and then went into the, what we're now doing which is storm king's thunder one of the official stories sorry to, to jump in no, no. but i for what i've listened to you sound we sound like we don't know what we're doing and we've been playing forever you sound like you know what you're doing and you've only been playing for a year thank you very much i'll take that as a huge i compliment. think all of us need to take a good long look at ourselves in the mirror i listen we don't know what we're doing has also become a little bit of a cliche because i think yes. i don't think anybody knows what they're doing with dnd it is a, it is a game based on make-believe and i think i think everyone's bought into that much it's not protect. But, yeah. It's not make believe, is it? Uh, it's reenactment, I guess, oh, okay. of memories we haven't yet had. Oh, hello! Bit of philosophy there. Very profound. So, tell us about Storm King's Thunder. Well, I can't say too much in case my players listen, but ultimately, Storm King's Thunder. Oh yeah, good point. I'll tell you as much as they know, and and leave you on a little bit of a cliffhanger of what. Yeah, what, yeah, what. perfect. Yeah, Storm King's Thunder is essentially about a group of individuals who arrive in a town. Um, which is deserted other than goblins are running around and, and ransacking it and whilst our heroes clear the town of the goblin menace they discover that other things have happened such as a bunch of giants have attacked the town and taken this uh, obelisk and it's essentially the story unravels from there there's a, a threat of giant menace both Figuratively and uh, metaphorically. No, that's but the same thing, isn't it? Literally and figuratively. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, okay. Figuratively and, and metaphorically are literally the same thing. Basically, there's giants running around. They don't know why, and they need to understand why and see if they can calm the giants down. The characters don't know why. The giants know why, right? Or do the giants not know why? Either? Well, maybe the giants don't know why. That's a little little bit of a tease for you. Nobody dares ask them. Yeah, I mean they're too big. They're too far away. But, um, and how do we hear Dyson Desire? Where are you? Where are we? I mean, not literally, obviously. Right here, physically, right now, if, we, if we're talking about the Well, if we're in the of command pod of exactly. it now. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's assuming that I embody all of Dyson Desire, of course, um, which probably is a little bit arrogant of me, but there you go. Well, you can find us, just search podcasts. We're on pretty much all of the good podcasts and some of the bad ones. Yeah. Come and find us on their uh, Dyson Desire. Got about 35 episodes out as of certainly tomorrow as we're recording this. Are you weekly? We are weekly, yes. And we're nice bite-sized episodes. Our episodes tend yeah. to be somewhere between 35 and 45 minutes. So, you know, if you want to catch up, each of the episodes are quite nice and punchy and you get hopefully race them quite quickly. I like it. And on social, people can find you on Twitter and wherever. So Dyson Desire, if you search for us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook... We should pop up on yeah, Dyson Desire for all, all three of those. Just trying to think if we're on anything else. Podchaser, you know, once you've listened oh, yeah, to Podchaser, us, yeah, yeah. once you've listened to us and you naturally love us, 
please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Podchaser. Also, do it while you're on both of those things. Do it for Billowing Hilltop. Why would you be listening to this if you didn't think this was a five-star podcast? Thanks very much, Nate, for coming in, telling us all about your program. That is excellent. I heartily encourage, I implore both of our listeners to track down Dyson Desire. <laughs> uh, I have no other news. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. It's very much appreciated. Please remember to rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. You can find us on Twitter at Billowing Hilltop. You can find us on Facebook. You can email us at hello at Billowing hilltop.com and Paul will read your email out loud maybe not on the show maybe he'll just read it out loud and that is it I've got nothing else for you thank you Nate thank you Mike let us press on with episode 43 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast Shaft Mess on the Edge of Town (laughs) that little sticker was necessary (laughs) I think it was very necessary I don't know if the a microphone to pick this up, Paul. But my beer delivery turned up today. Just since you're doing, since you're yeah. having to wait before you can drink again. Thank you. My cloud water pail turned up. Oh, it's delicious. Here we go. It's just from the old, from the old tankard here, Paul. Mm, that's oh, particularly unfair. delicious. Thank you. Little shit. Right. Everybody enjoying February. Ugh. How long is it before we get to go outside again? Oh, ages. Yeah, so ages. I'm running out of television. <laughs> I know there's lots of it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I've sort of retreated back into stuff that I've all like. I'm watching. I've been watching WandaVision, which I'm enjoying. I've been watching uh, the West Wing again, and I'm, we're up to the mm. point where it's no, it's not as good. Do you, Do you remember? It's like yeah. after yeah. a certain point where he yeah. stops writing it. What is it, by the way, as well? It's not just the West Wing, but it's just like fake countries. Sorry, it's just one of these things that annoys me. Right? Why do they have these fake countries? It's like the Republic of Kumar, an equatorial Kundu. <laughs> it's all of these guys. It's like, we need a place that sounds like it's somewhere else, but we don't want to be like specific. So we're going to invent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, why, why do they do that thing? And do they do it? <laughs> do they do it the other way around? Right. On like, I don't know, Tanzanian television. Is it like summon the Northlandic ambassador? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do they invent like pretend European countries? Those, their shows in those sort of Ameri- some of those American sort of princess drama things. Don't they always invent these strange European Eastern? Well, there's the mouse that roared. There's whatever it is. You haven't watched The Expanse, have you, Mike? Well, I've watched. My problem is, I I, I think even the most ardent fan of The Expanse would concede that the first ones are a little stodgy. Yeah. Coupled with the fact that I know what's going to happen because I read the book like a zillion years ago. Yeah, that's the first book, though. That's the first year. You're trying to get yourself into a series, and it's like, before I can... But it's worth it. Mm. Okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Definitely Do give it a shot. I've got to have something, because I'm just like, you know... It's the best sci-fi series out there. But I need I'm something not. new, because I'm just getting tired of... Um... What is, by the way, with why is do they always have in American programs? So we should stop saying D&D, shouldn't we? D&D, D&D. Tickets. Why is there tickets in their stories all the time? Why does everybody always have tickets to stuff? In American programs. Sorry, it's another thing that I annoy my wife about. But it's true. Like Friends, it's like every other week, somebody's got tickets to something. Right. Uh, where were we? Oh, yes. Now, are you going to do a recap? This is the thing I read on, yeah, I I read on the internet. Yeah. One of those kind of D&D mm. wisdom accounts said, get your players to do a recap. It'll bring them into the game. So who wants to um, recap? Yeah, Graham. Graham does. Yeah, Graham. He, said, he said he wanted to. So we'll leave it to him. He's got the best memory. <laughs> I can attempt to do a recap. You mean what we did last session? Well, yeah, just just generally set the scene where we are. I mean, our readers have a much better idea of where we are. readers would probably we remember that we're in a warehouse somewhere in the midnight district of 
even start. Oh, oh dice is incoming. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very pleased with that, Graham. <laughs> I, and we we snuck through the secret door that we didn't originally um, spot in the room with the mimics. And we yes, yep. discovered in one of the cells there was an elven woman of a, an important family. Yes, that's right. Ilya Starmane. Yep. And someone else who was slightly potty. He was a tax and He might still be in the uh, cell, is. actually, I think. He's still in the cell. You left him. Yeah. We left him there. We let her go. Yeah, she, I think, offered us her treasure. I can't remember whether we accepted that or not. We did. Then we went into the next... Let's roll for the magic. I think that's a good place to start. <laughs> let me let me finish with my yeah, yeah that great well-considered um, yeah. Yeah. recap. Yeah. I'm doing quite yeah. well, I think, so far. Yeah, doing very well. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's really useful because I had absolutely no idea. No idea. <laughs> then I think we went into the room with the planks over the water. And yes. probably, I'm going to say, Parker was at the front. No. Bug Ross. He's a bug raft. <laughs> Parker went Parker sure he leading the way. Somehow he ended up at the back as well. No, and yeah, as whoever the, the first the person crossing the water got attacked think, by an invisible no, water yeah, spirit. Parker. Parker. And I think Bugraft completely missed the entire combat, I seem to remember. Yeah. Because he was. Then, no, no, he was but, no, he didn't. He just had his own combat with the door. With the door. Oh, endlessly yeah, right. attacking the door. While the, that is right. Brave, brave Sir Bugraft. Yeah, but he didn't make it through the door. Parker smashed the door down. <laughs> door. Eventually, <laughs> having disposed of the invisible creatures that attacked him. You can't say I wasn't at the front, though. You were, as always, well, you were at, at your own front. And at the front. You were at the back. Yeah. So I have fulfilled obligations. Okay. I have been at the front. So we then ventured across all the walkways over the water, found the door that Parker... The recap has already turned into an argument. Sorry, it's quite funny. <laughs> That's why you don't get the players to recap. No, we didn't. <laughs> You're just right. fermenting discord. Then we it finally managed to happened. open the door into yes. the room that didn't have anyone in, and there was a hole leading down to water, and then a barrel bobbed up, which I think was a portent. Parker's supposed to... Yes. Yes, you are right. Graham, in your recap, Parker does remember this shaft going down. This almost like a well. It's what we down. saw in the we'll... mirror after the Ebon Triad. It did yeah, and can... and that's where we stopped. Yeah. Yes. And Parker's like, oh, it's my vision. <laughs> Looking at the map, we have Bugraft, Parker, and Cuthbert standing around this hole, looking at it. And then we've got Sessions and Burple, Burple. sort of divvying up the magic <laughs> outside. Yeah, watching from the doorway. We want to roll for the magic. You want to? Okay. All righty. In the magic, we have a bag of holding. We have a periapt. We've got a sky blue cloak. And we've got a bit of jewellery. Roll for choice. Is the jewellery magical? Well, I was going to say, um, has anybody done any kind of... Uh, no. Sessions has got a detect magic, haven't you? We You've can got do it, it as, as a ritual. I've got it as ritual. I've got it as a ritual. Obviously, the bag of holding is non-magical. Yes, the bag of holding is not a bag of holding. It's just a really, really <laughs> big, big bag. bag. <laughs> it's just a huge bag. <laughs> are you doing an identifier or are you doing a detect magic? Detect magic. The periapt is magical. That is it in terms of magic things. The cloak isn't magical. It looks like it's worth a bit of money. Yeah. And there's some jewellery. It's of fair quality. It's not like, you know, jackpot. It's just a bit of money. Didn't she tell us what the periapt did? It's not a periapt of health. You're not reading this adventure, are you? Great. No, no, no. I'm just... I'm oh, pretty that would no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, so you're just leafing through it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on page 73. A, yeah. of health. Yeah. So that plus no, two I'm avoiding, constitution. I'm avoiding that section of uh, floor over in the corner there. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that constitution plus two, um, let me guess? A periapt of health makes you either immune or resistant to disease, I think. Do you have to attune to it? Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Periapt of health uses up one of your precious attunement slots whilst doing basically not that much. Okay, should we roll for it, percentile? Roll, roll for choice? Yeah, yeah. may as well. Oh, why not? I'll go first, Uncle Buggy. 76. Oh, that's not a bad roll. Not a bad roll. Lucas. Six, on Six. the other hand. <laughs> Six. Oh, well. So good. Cuthbert. Gets a 76. Well. Oh. Will be a roll off. 74. Oh. Burple gets a 19. That's a 90-10. So, Johnny and Paul to roll off. Here we go. Oh. 84. <laughs> 39. 39. So you go first, Jules. And Paul, you uh, drop down the list behind her- me. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. No. Uh, that's roll that's true. That's <laughs> true. Just jumping in. Uh, Johnny, what uh, are you The periapt of health, what is it? Disease. When characters can sense blood in the water. They just... <laughs> Disease, is it? Protection. Let me look it up for you. Tell you what it does. It does the following wonderful things. You're immune to contracting any disease while you wear this pendant. If you're already infected with the disease, the effects of the disease are suppressed while you wear the pendant. So Buggy's syphilis clears up, uh, at least <laughs> temporarily. Uh, and it sorry. Kills, probably kills the green worm disease that he has. Yes. <laughs> are the worms diseased? Depends if they've been near you or not, I suppose. <laughs> and I don't know if it requires a tumor. I don't think it does. Can we just clarify what it checks you against the worms? If it does, I'll take it. Otherwise, it won't. But you, you won't know. How do you know? Mm. I wouldn't bet your, albeit likely to be brief, future on <laughs> it protecting against the worms. I'll take the beggar holding. Okay. Ooh. Leaving. I'll take the um, periapt of, of health. Leaving what? The cloak and, and the, the jewelry. Yeah. The cloak. Somebody want to give me a, an intelligence check or whatever it is that you do to work out how you know valuable things are? Uh, it's the appraised skill. There isn't an appraised skill. 14. I mean, you think it's worth. 15. It'll be an investigation. It's worth 19. A couple of hundred. And the other thing? Well, the, there's a collection of sort of jewelry. fair to middling jewellery that's worth all in all about 60 gold pieces. Oh, well, I guess I'll take the cloak then. Oh, so you're <laughs> rolling for non-magical items. <laughs> what? Are you going to work your way through the gold pieces individually? No. Fun. I'm next. I'll take the treasure. I'll take yeah. the 60 gold pieces. Right. Okay. This is, this is a new precedent. That's a hostage to fortune. Yeah, this is fantastic. Okay. So now you're rolling for money. Excellent. It's always been suggested in the rules. I don't know. I mean, since we've never, never ever, ever, done that. ever played that way ever before in 40 we haven't, years. But it's money at all. Lucas is left with nothing, which is basically the outcome that we all wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, there we are. I'll basically wave my coins around. Did you not get any? Uh... <laughs> what do you want to do now? Because I, I obviously got these. Look at all this gold. Now that Dan has changed the rules around treasure allocation, <laughs> I suspect that rule might change the next time Dan is we'll find. High. I think you'll find Graham. Graham started it by taking the cloak. Well, the cloak seemed like a magic item. Oh, Does he have to put one back? <laughs> I was worried about this evening and how much preparation was required and whether or not, you know, and I don't need to do any work, do I? I can just sit here. <laughs> just sit and drink beer. Yeah. Cuthbert, how many items have you got now? Cuthbert has got, oh, God, no. How many items have you got, Dan? I've got three. Yes, yeah, so have I. Uh, but I want to know how many Paul and Johnny have. 
I'll tell you what I've got. I've got a plus one dagger. I've got the preemptive wound closure, the lesser preemptive wound closure. I've got a preemptive health, which I just got, and I've got a plus one sword of the East Wind. So you've got four. four. I've got four. And you've How got many three. got? Never mind. <laughs> Look, I've got a collapsing pole. Is that magical? No, it's mechanical. It's, no, it's a wondrous item. It's a wondrous item. Are we going to really do the thing now? No. Let's carry on. Yes. Move, move on, move on. Nothing to see here. Dan, have you had a bad day or something? Yeah. No, I just well, I just want things to be fair. That's all. I <laughs> think it's a, it's a broader discussion that maybe we should do later. <laughs> okay, I'm going up to this hole. There's a ladder running down the inside of the hole, down to the water line. But how many items do you have? I... I've got one, two... Dan has had a bad day at the office, hasn't he? Yeah, three, yeah, yeah. four, five items. Five items? And what are those? You gave me a plus... Someone gave me a plus one trident, I think. You won the trident from the um From king. the king, Charles II, and I got it wrong. It's just the, the plus trident. one trident, right? No, well, it's a plus whatever it is. Trident, one returning, returning trident. Returning yeah. trident that does you know, as a DC 13 save, or it does a D6 extra necrotic damage, and that necrotic damage reduces your maximum hit points. I knew there was something about that trident that I'd forgotten. I knew it was a good item. I was the only person that wanted it. Well, it's good for it's good against characters. It's not really great. Okay, against... I will put the horn of silent alarm into the party. Any takers? <laughs> the, the horn oh, of silent alarm. So generous. Well, you know, when we even out, you can roll for that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it, if no one else wants it. So you've got four now. What's the system that you think should operate, Dan? Just outline it from start to finish. We roll for items with a with an even spread of the number of items. Everybody rolls for an item. If you've got more than everybody else, you have to put one back. And how do we cope with characters that come in later in the campaign where they get to pick X number of items as part of their character build? Works the same way. Cool. But if everybody has three items and you have a new magic item, then how do you not put something back? Now, if everybody has three items and there's a brand new item that's discovered, then that one person is going to have four. Right. And then the next item that comes along, if the person with four items wins that next item, they have to make a choice to make sure that everybody gets items distributed between them until four. Yeah, so you have a cap level. Okay. Well, that's the system we've always we've always played. I'm just thinking about for the readers, not for me, really. Okay. Yeah, doesn't really matter. What do you want to do? There's a ladder going down to the water. I want to blow my horn of... It doesn't make any noise. <laughs> what is it? It's a horn of silent alarm. Only you can hear it, um, Burple. Bugraft, so if you peer down the hole, there's a ladder that's running down the northern wall of the shaft that seems to stop just above the waterline where this this barrel that's floating in the water is floating upright. I mean, you might, you may want to roll for it, but obviously anybody who's got more than four items has to put it back. Is there anything to search in this room? Is it like... Well, the northwestern corner of this room has given way. You can see water... Uh, it's pretty much the same situation as in the room with the with the gangways. I'm going to head over to the broken area. Yeah, and I'm am going to going to lie down and just poke my head around it quickly just to see if I give can me a see perception it. check. Is it possible to see when when you're looking down where this barrel is? Can you yeah see any further out if there are other barrels or is this just the only barrel or is how is this how is this barrel sorry fixed? just for absolute clarity because perhaps yeah. there's been a misunderstanding you're not looking down or through a hole at the river you're looking down a 10 foot wide square shaft that is full of water up to 35 feet below you ah i see and the ladder continues into the water and the ladder leads Ah. down to the surface of the water and there's a barrel floating in it you're not looking at now i've understood a river flowing past you or anything like that it's a 
static situation. Okay. I I've rolled an 11 perception. Well, 11 is all right. I mean, basically, the, the only thing I can tell you is that unlike in the other room, nobody seems to have placed any sharp objects just below the water. And how like, how far below me is the water? Is it, what I'm saying, oh, is, I is mean, it a couple of feet. So the water in the shaft is a lot lower than the water I'm looking at. Much lower. And the water in the the water that you're looking at is stagnant. It looks like it's seeped through the walls from the river, perhaps, and filled up this sort of sump of a section at the end of the at the northern end of the building. It's not the same deal at all as this okay. business with the barrel. Can somebody do a light spell on a pebble? Yes, I can do that. Throw it down there. Yeah, throw throw the into the down. barrel. Give me an attack roll just to try and lob that pebble into the barrel. You know what? You just you do it. Don't bother rolling. That's going to be fine anyway. Fifteen. Was that an eight? That's going to be enough. Yeah. It pocks into the barrel, which is now glowing um, attractively. Well, I was more interested in seeing what appears on the sides of the shaft when the as the light spell drops down. Can you see any obvious sort of? It's just it's just brickwork that runs all the way down. Uh, it looks pretty much anonymous, uninteresting. And the ladder goes work. all the way down. The barrel is floating vertically, vertically, and is open. Yes. And the ladder, it looks stable going down. I mean, it's it's um, is it iron made of iron or wood or? No, it's a rope ladder. It's a crude rope ladder. Ah, right. Give me uh, an intelligence check. Oh, uh, twenty. Bearing in mind that everything round here looks kind of neglected, this rope ladder looks non-neglected. It looks like it's in good nick. Ah, okay. It's been it doesn't care- look like it's, it's been cared for. Yeah, or it's tolerably new or whatever, but it's not some sort of old rotting remnant. Is there anything else from my vision back then that is relatable to this? Your memory clearly can't be perfect, but yeah. if in your mind's eye, if you recall what you saw, it is this. The mirror showed you a vision of this specific shaft. Right. With a barrel floating in it just like this. The only thing that's different is that in your vision, the surface of the water and therefore the barrel with it receded from you. Okay. Short rest and then climb down the ladder, chaps? Yeah. Yeah, I could do a short rest. I could do with a long rest, to be honest. It looks quite active, this warehouse. I mean, people are using it. They've got prisoners. I think a long rest might be a bit dodgy. Yeah, let's do a short rest. Anybody object? You don't need to spend an hour to take a short rest. I think what I said was that it was a, either a minute or five minutes per hit dice that you wanted to use for hit point top up. Okay. I'm more interested in getting key points back. Five minutes of rest would be enough to do that. Yes. Roll one dice. Yeah. Twelve. That's enough. Take back up to maximum. I'll do... I can do some kind of song. Oh. Please, please don't. So I get an extra 1d6. Fine. Well, you're not disturbed Six. during the course of your sort of whatever it is. Let's call it five minutes. You you take a breather. How long's the um aid last? Uh, eight hours or something. Who cast it? Sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's eight hours. I am out of uh, most spells. Is anyone going down? I will go down carefully. Climb down the rope ladder. Bears your weight admirably. Parker, do you want me to um, put a rope around you just yeah, in case? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'll put a rope around him just in case, and I'll just stand back. And... Oh, so you're looping a rope around Parker's waist, and then you're steadying off. Steady you? I'm off. steadying off on behalf of Parker. <laughs> steadying Parker off. <laughs> yeah. As I go down, can you give me some perception checks to see if I... I mean, I, I won't have a... Yes. 
roll away if it makes you feel better. Just to see if there's any like features or hidden doors or oh god, yep. seven. Oh, that makes nine. Okay, Don't not great. Notice any features or hidden doors. <laughs> Helps if you open your. Just notice the rope ladder. Once I get down to the water, cut the rope ladder. Prod the quarter staff into the water. Can does it touch the bottom? Your feet are in the, the rung of the rope ladder just above the water's surface. Yeah, that basically. You don't hit anything. I mean, you can tap it around to the sides and you can determine that the, the walls of the shaft keep going down, but you don't find the bottom. Can I reach in the barrel and pick the pebble up? And then Yes, you can. I'll drop the pebble into the water and see how far uh, it goes And you down. see it recede away from you into the depths. What is it, 20 foot bright, 20 foot dim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can still see it when it stops, just. Okay, so it's, what, 20 foot of water, 20 to 40 foot of water. Give me a perception check. That would be a 14 in total. It's past the point where you could see its light brightly. Something like 30 foot deep, okay. Could um, there be a secret door somewhere in the shaft? That's what I'm thinking. Well, that's so a separate the, question. The, so the other thing is, this water, does it really, really smell like it's stagnant? No, it doesn't. Very good question. It's obviously like being replenished from somewhere, but it's from the rest of the body of the water outside, but it's not, um, you know, yeah, been in there not, for weeks. You're not, whatever he's called, Basiljet, the Victorian um, sewer master. <laughs> but nevertheless, I think it would be fair to say that you you feel that you've settled upon the truth there. There could be a passageway just... Let's okay. go back up. While Parker's been doing that, what's everybody else been doing? Watching. Studying off. So have we searched the room properly, Mike? You haven't said to me that you're fingertip searching every aspect of it for an extended period of time. Would you like oh, to well, do that? I'm going to do that while uh, Parker is... Okay, so you start working your way round the room. Yeah. Fine. Give me a couple of perception checks and a couple of investigation checks. Perception check one is 11. Mm-hmm. And two is 17. Yeah, okay, very respectable. And investigation, investigation 19. That covers while Parker has just been doing what he's been doing, and during that period you don't unearth anything exciting or interesting. I'm just thinking whether I should go for a swim, basically. Mm, good question. What was the barrel for? I mean, is it just meant to be an obstruction, or is it of some use? What do you think the barrel's for? Yeah, I'm just trying to... Does the barrel look buoyant enough that if I was to stand in it... It does, Parker, yes. Well, then I will get in the barrel. Okay, well, now you're, you know, one man in the boat. Okay, and now I'm in the barrel, then I will basically... I. You know, I will you go for a little drive yeah, around. Yeah, I'll go for a little Sorry, drive ten around. By ten, okay, fine. You can buff it about. Yeah, I'll go for, yep. go for Well, I yeah. mean, use that to basically go and search all four walls. Give me some perception checks. How many do you want? Uh, give me two. Uh, one really well. Oh, the 16, so that's an 18 in total. Ignore yeah, okay. four. Uh, you don't find anything. I mean, if you were looking for a secret, you know, entrance... I, I can see where your mind is going. You know, the barrel is a place to sit in while you open the secret door. Rather but than you've not found any evidence, concrete evidence of that being the setup. Mm, okay. I suppose I'm gonna have, still going to have to go for a swim, aren't I? I think you should go for a swim, Parker. Yeah. I think you might find that there's an entrance like five foot below or something like that, just below the surface or something like that. Well, what do you want to do? I'm just wondering if there's anything I can do before I actually sort of get in. I'll move a bit closer to the edge. So you've got a bit more give on the road. I could go round the edge and basically use my quarterstaff to tap down below the water. Oh, just see if I hear water, anything. Water, Lucas. Yeah. I'm just trying to... 
I know. Of weight. I know. I'm sure that that's going to trigger something, and then if you're going to get in, you're going to get in. Don't yeah. don't make right. it. Well, okay. Nothing else in your vision. I've been Lucas. Oh, Lucas the probe. Everyone knows. Lucas, if you get in slowly, you know these. You know, above the knees and below the waist, it's quite difficult. Nah, you know, straight. Got to get in. Yeah, you got it. That's me. I'm I'm half as well, straight in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In he goes. Goes down for a swim. Bit of a dive. In you splosh. Swim down. I mean, it's fucking freezing, Parker. I don't want to. I'm not going to dress it up for you. It's fumbulary, and you're swimming in relatively fresh river water. Right. You don't think it's rules freezing? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's not pleasant. But your testicles are shrunk. Well, oh, good, you know, goodness good. gracious, Parker's testicles are. Yeah. Good refreshing. Do you have any testicles? River swims. Sounds. I think Parker's testicles are now of the size, the magnitude. <laughs> one of the reasons they built the Large Hadron Collider was to look to for find the, them. Are they green? Yeah. They're the size of green peas. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him Captain Birdseye. Petit pois. <laughs> anyway, down you go. So it's very refreshing, and basically dive down as far as I can. Well, you're going to run out of rope. I release the rope. Oh, okay, you release the rope. And, and you swim, swim down, down as far as you can. Right, there's a rule about how long you can hold your breath, and I am not going to worry about it too much. About a week. Well, obviously, I'll go in. I'll, I'll go in. You need to change that rule. Um, it's rubbish. You can basically hold yeah. your breath, I think, for something yeah. like your constitution in minutes, rounds or something. Are you swimming down to the light pedal? That's my simple question. Um, oh, well, I'll, uh, at, I mean, first off, I'll try, yeah. Okay, well, you can. You can swim right. down to the light pebble. Okay. Heading down the chamber, not spending forever, uh, obviously glancing as you go. You've got a little bit of light, and obviously you've got yeah. more light the closer you get to the light pebble. Yeah. You and don't then... see any obvious openings until you get to the bottom, as it were. Yeah. The southernmost wall for the yeah. last, I'm calling it 10 feet, mm. is open. Aha. There's a corner to be turned, as it were, and it becomes a passageway that runs south, full of water, how? For 10 feet and then opens out into a chamber that you can see 20 dim feet of, according to the strict rules around this light pebble. I mean, I'm being pebble, very yeah, nice yeah. because you're underwater, but whatever. Yeah. The water is clear. And you can make out that the chamber is big and you can see the first 20 feet of it. But you can make one thing out as you sort of do that. You know, you're kind yeah. of suspended, the little bubbles, you're just floating, yeah. peering. You can see that there is some kind of pillar in the middle of the chamber that you're in. Yeah. It goes up in front of you. But that chamber is going to be underneath the prison, right? That chamber is going to be underneath if the prison. If you're saying That's right. But, yes. Yeah, okay. So it can't um, be that. Okay. Um, well, you don't know how tall it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, gone true, down yeah. 35 feet. You've gone down 70 feet to the floor. Right. Yeah. You think it's about a 40 foot by 40 foot square chamber that this little passageway opens into. And 20 feet into this chamber, there's some sort of pillar sitting in the middle, round, sitting in the middle of that chamber. Right. I'm going to say that's taken you three rounds to swim down and swim along yeah. and have a look. Out of your allocation of breath holding. Mm. And let's go back to the others. Continue the searchy process. Give me another two perception checks, two investigation check sessions while you're doing that. 11. I will, I will do the same. 22 on the perception. Yeah, so you give me the same rolls. What, what, uh, two, two perception, two investigation, was it? Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, it's what I'm saying is a mixture of you guys 
um, peering at the place and looking three and at nineteen on the and investigation. then maybe doing a little bit of fingertip, you know, checking or stuff. So I'm just sort of I'm abstracting it a little. So I've got a sixteen on my perception. Yeah, there's some good uh, rolls in there, and you're not the seventeen. Okay. First of all, I'm going to swim along this tunnel. Yes. As far as I can swim and still comfortably get back again. Should we look up the drowning rules? Just to find out how long it is that it takes you to, how long you've got. Drowning. Yeah, the drowning is after one plus con bonus minutes. So you've got ten rounds plus. What's your constitution bonus? Two. So you've got so, three minutes, which is thirty yeah. rounds of activity. So you yeah. feel confident that you've got it's quite like, a long time. Okay. So let's just say it's, you've got fifteen rounds worth of forward progress before you would feel that you'd reached the point of no return. If you were in a sort of tunnel that opens out into a larger, like a swimming pool of water, and that was possibly lit from above, you'd get a sense of that. You can detect filtering dimly from above you some light. Well, I'll go back and report on that. I think we should go down. I think we should go and do it properly. You've got enough rounds to do this stuff in. Parker, you feel like you're interacting with your own premonition. It's a kind of weird experience. Bugger off, you're going to go at the front. Who has the lowest con mod? I've got plus Question. one. I've got plus one as well, so that's... Two minutes, 20 rounds. Okay, yeah. so if Parker's guess about light filtering from above was correct, then you're about six or seven rounds worth of swimming to get to it. In total or including... In total. Right. I'm being cautious. I mean, you could probably do it in fewer than six or seven rounds. Well, let's go down, shall we? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go around the tape, starting with Parker, in fact. Go back as far as I went, and then all the way through, as, yeah, and up. Okay, well, you emerge, Parker. I'm guessing everybody else is straight behind me. Yeah, well, we'll pick things up one at a time. Right, okay. You're our first pair of eyes on everything, and then and then we can, yeah. But I'm just going to put you on a different, I'm just going to lay out a different map. Everybody else, don't freak out. We'll move you across to this map when the time comes. Aye. You emerge in a chamber. It's 40 foot by 40 foot. Yeah. Presumably I emerge from... You're emerging from the north. Yeah. And I'm assuming that you're ascending in between the wall and this pillar that you can see. Yeah, that sounds good to me. The pillar breaks the surface of the water and climbs about another 10 feet. And on the pillar, you can see a ladder. It's not in front of you, it's round the side of the pillar from you. You can see that there's a sort of causeway running from the top of the pillar to a door that's set in the southern, the middle of the southern wall of the room, 10 foot above the water level. Yeah. That is kind of it. Well, go and climb up the ladder. I mean, test it first off. Yeah, I'm just going to go on the table and catch people up. Sessions and Burple are next. Again, this is all rather informal. We're out of round sequence. You emerge, you can tread water. Parker, while Burple and Sessions catch up, you can climb to the top of this mm-hmm. shaft. There is a big lever on the top of the shaft, Parker. A kind of comedy Frankenstein lever. Yeah. You hear the kind of spluttering and splashing of Burple and Sessions coming up behind you. What do you want to do, though? And then we'll move Burple and Sessions on, and then we'll pick up with the others and so forth. So the causeway from the pillar to the door. Yes. Does this look very sturdy, or does it look... Yes, it's stone, and it looks solid and resilient. I'll investigate the lever. Give me a perception check. Ten for twelve. You think there's a sign of not super recent, but not ancient activity on this causeway. Like, there are some footprints. Right. Disturbance in the, I don't know, the lichen or whatever. And and does this lever look like it's been used recently? You know, is it well greased? Give me another perception check. Oh, a four. 
Hmm. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's rusted from years of misuse, but at the same time, it's difficult to make a good estimation of... Uh, anyway. I think I'm going to pootle around to the ladder and, and start climbing. I would prefer to be out, out of the water I'll than in do it. The same. You're going to do the same. Aha. Okay. Bug graph surfaces. Are you all at the top of this thing? If I can get to the top, that's where I'm going to be, yep. Well, if they need to come on, I will move down towards the door. Yeah, fine. There's plenty of space. I want to do investigate the, the lever as well. Make a perception check. 14. You think it has been used relatively, relatively recently. recently. It doesn't have any kind of markings that indicate settings or anything. No, it looks like it's got on and off, and it looks like it's either on or off at the moment. Does the level of the water look like it's ever been a lot higher than it is now, or does it ever no. look? Does it? But it, does it also look like at some stage or other it sometimes drains down? If you look at a lock, you have a sort of there's a sort of line of sort of algae where the where the water sort of possibly the water level changes. You don't think you'd be able to tell whether or not it properly drops without climbing in and having a splash around. But it's not going to fill up the whole room. I think that's that would be okay. there's no sign if looking on the walls that there's a tide mark near the ceiling or anything like that no okay i'm climbing up the, the ladder parker you're standing by the door it's a standard Have a listen. give me a perception check oh an 18 that's a 20 in total you can't hear anything i'm assuming that you've learned your lesson then you're not pushing your ear up against this door <laughs> uh no oh go up to the door does it look locked? What sort of handle has it got? It has a lock, but you can't tell without interacting with it whether or not it is, in fact. All right, I'll give it a you know, wiggle the lock, wiggle the handle. Are you going to try and move the door at all to see whether there's any give? Yes, I've got my great sword in one hand. Ready to strike okay. anything if there's anything there. The door has got some give. It opens away from you. Do you want to push it open? Yes, push it <laughs> Okay, you push it open. Has everybody else come up? You're looking south down a little narrow passageway. There's a wider passageway running from your right to your left. Right, so a T-junction. Is it lit? Yes, it is lit by flickering torchlight, as is, by the way, this big chamber. The source of the dim sort of light that Parker could sense when he was under the surface of the water is an ever-burning torch that is anchored to a little sconce near the ceiling. Well, I'll move up to the edge of the T-junction and just have a quick sneaky peek in both ways. On the south side of this corridor are a series of doors. They're spaced pretty evenly along the southern reach of this corridor. At either end of the corridor are iron double doors. The double doors to your right, that is the double doors to the west of you, are open a crack and there's a little bit of torchlight filtering through that crack the iron double doors to your east at the other end of that so if you were to turn left into this corridor they are closed only other feature to tell you about if you're peeking your head around the corner looking into this corridor on your right at the western end of this corridor there is a door heading back north that's what you can see what about sessions and burple wasn't to cuthbert Mm, cuthbert's not joined you has he not not so far. What about Burple and Sessions? What do you What's want to do? What's going on? Don't trust him. He's I don't trust him. He's... Burple moves up past Parker through the door into the corridor next to Bugraft. And he's got his sea invisibility running still. Yes, he has. That lasts for like ages, right? Last an hour, one, one hour. One hour, yes. Now, you can see ethereal and you can see invisible things. Yes. Is that right? Yes. No. There's nothing that... Okay nothing that you can register i'm going to um investigate the lever i think don't pull the lever yeah go on. pull the lever 
when you say investigate, you mean roll an investigation check to see if you can work out what's going on with it? I mean, Yeah, if I can see any by looking at it and looking at the surroundings, whether I can work out whether the pedestal it's on moves relative to the walkway. These things don't seem to be joined, so... It joins at... Yes, I understand. There's a, there's a pivot point in the centre of the column, yes? Yeah. And then the lever lies flat... Um, you're not sure what the interaction is between the base of the lever at the pivot point and whatever mechanism that might sit within the column underneath it. Yeah. Your sense is that moving the lever would somehow interact or somehow there'd be some sort of... It must do... I mean, you're guessing it must do something, unless it's completely cosmetic. Maybe it'll tell you where Cuthbert is. I, I'm debating... I mean, pulling the lever, so I'm yeah. going to stay there. I mean, there my guess is it drains the... Uh, drains the water. So or recycles the water, maybe. Yeah. The rope ladder that goes past the um, bucket, the barrel. Yeah. Doesn't go past it. Goes down yeah, to the water level. It, ah, so it didn't go. Uh, ah, it didn't go under. And it goes the, as far as the barrel. Uh-uh. That's what the barrel's for. You go down to the step, bottom of the step level. You get in the barrel, and then somebody pulls the lever, and as the water drains out, you sink down in the barrel. Yeah. That's possible. And then you get out the barrel, walk down the corridor, climb up. The the, uh, the steps next to um, next to sessions. The ladder. The ones climbing up the column. Yeah. That does that go all the way down to the bottom of the column? The ladder on the column goes past the um, the water water level. So if there was no water, you could climb out. Yeah. That's the theory. <laughs> There's only one way to test your theory. Or <laughs> going to make it a little bit easier. I mean, uh, yeah, sharing with you guys. I don't write this stuff. <laughs> it's. I, mean, I did say that there were some needlessly complicated mechanical elements to this um, thing, and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Jason Bullman, if you're listening, you know, thanks. It's Tomb Raider. Oh, by the way, uh, Lucas, I have a treat for you, which I will send you later. I say, Lucas, this is terribly um, judgmental of me. I'm, only Lucas would be interested, but I think I'm right. It is somebody who's written effectively a kind of concept paper about how you could use magic mouth spells to build a sophisticated telephony system in fantasy worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sounds I'm right. good. Uh, yeah. Dan laughed. What, with- Graham laughed. <laughs> yeah. Johnny's asleep, but Lucas no, was no, thinking. No. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was, "Ah, oh, can you build an exchange with it?" No, basically, yeah. I mean, I'll send you. I'll send you the article. Cuthbert. Cuthbert, what? Is Cuthbert scared of water? He's scaly. Maybe he can't go into water. Yeah. But he's. Uh, it's very odd because he keeps trying to give items away, and uh, it's a bit weird. Something's happened. Something's on, Greg, definitely happened to him. Something's definitely happened to him. He's a part of a criminal gang, isn't he? He's like semi-mafia family thinking back where there to the point paul <laughs> where are you yeah are you just being quiet yes or have you gone off scaly he's scaly paul scaly we knew scaly yeah. he's a plant he's been mike's plant in this thing all along <laughs> we're so distrusting it's just not true yeah but it's there, there is some validity <laughs> I mean, there is some validity no you listen to all these other podcasts and it's all sort of very collaboratory and well if we get the monk to do this and then they you know the magic user and if the wizard casts a spell on them and then we could quite you know, collaborative more realistic when it matters yeah that's true no you have the plus one sword no 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 you have it <laughs> oh no oh, god <laughs> pass me a bucket <laughs> I don't know that Paul. Paul, are you still on the on the? He's very quiet. I think Paul's gone. I don't know that yeah. Paul is. Um, well, he's not saying anything. Paul? No, he's, to do a dump. he's he's got to do something. Well, I mean, we'd know 
if he well, was to do a dump. So well, yeah, but we know because there would, there would be that. Yeah, we the siren. There'd be that. There'd be yeah. the siren. Yeah, and if he was having it, well, Don Thunderpiss. I mean, the name says it all. We'd know. So even with sorry, you... sorry, I had to go for a piss. <laughs> all right, we were just saying. Know, maybe it's a phone call to Thames Water. Give him some warning. Mm. Oh, I've no, the lights are flashing around here. Anyway, um... you've just been discussing whether you're scaly or not, Paul. Oh, have you? Sorry, I missed all of that. Yeah, because you you haven't. Because he is. He's scaly. Yeah. <laughs> Come into the water. Scaly, anyway, scaly, scaly. As Sessions is uh, investigating the lever, uh, looking out I mean, for Parker's going. Come on, Sessions, just pull the damn thing. Okay. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he dirty? Is he dirty? <laughs> I try and get close, but I just can't get close. <laughs> That's perfect. Those dice, by the way, we need those dice. That's what we need. Oh, yeah, pixel yeah. Dice. Oh, oh, I'm those dice. <laughs> so they can't. They talk to your phone from through Bluetooth. Yeah. And therefore, they will talk to Roll Twenty, which means yeah, you could roll a dice on a table. Online of it doing it. That would roll in the Roll Twenty. I mean, it's that's Nirvana as yeah. far as online gaming is concerned. And flashes. <laughs> It's just the organicness of being able to properly roll a dice. Yeah. Oh, love it. Which side is the um, the lever pointing to? Towards the stairs or away from the stairs? Towards the stairs at the moment, as is clear from the map. Hello, reader. You can't see this. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I think we should leave the lever. That's why it's called a lever. It's all for your trap. It's a trap. I'm going to go down to this door on the on the north side. What, the one door by itself? Yes, and then I'm going to... I'll open it. When you walk down there, be very stealthy, yeah. because <laughs> the just double doors are open. Uh, those double doors are open. You can't hear right. any sound past those double doors by graph. Can I see anything in the room? Don't trigger any pit traps in the corridor when you walk straight <laughs> down it without doing anything. Can I see anything through the double doors now? I'm a bit closer. Burple's there going, no, no. As Buckruff yeah, just but, yeah, strolls no. out into the corridor. Yeah. Yeah, no, but fine. just don't, but Buckruff, <laughs> no, but fine. don't. It don't just wait. stomps off this tiny like little old man. Scratching yeah. his head. He's walking off down the corridor. <laughs> what can you see? You can see through a crack in the double doors. It's like an inch. There's a chamber through them. It's lit by flickering torchlight. And you can see a glimpse of a chamber that's ooh, about 20, 30 feet across, like maybe squarish. You can see in your field of narrow field of vision, there's a table and there's some papers and stuff on it. No, nobody in it. There's no sound of anybody in it, and there's no sign okay. of anybody moving around. Well, I'll, I'll open the door on this north side, the single door. It's a lavatory, bug raft. Is it dirt? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's remarkably clean. Where's the ever-burning torch in this room? The ever-burning torch is up near the ceiling, above the door, in the southern part of the room. Yeah. And it's about 15 feet up. There are a lot of these ever-burning torches. They're quite valuable. Well, Burple's yep. going to do a mate hand to lift it down. Pick them up on the way out. Mm-hmm. Parker's going to investigate the door frame to see whether there's any what? indication of any kind of mechanism so that when you pull the lever, whether that, like, lock bolts the door or anything. watertight. Are you probing the door frame? I'm going to do a proper investigation. Give me an investigation check then, yeah. Ten. Okay, you think it's just a completely normal door with no particular... There doesn't seem to be any kind of sort of deadbolt that you could imagine. Nope, it's just a door. door As far as you can tell, it's just a door. A point to clarity, Mm. uh, as regards uh, our dear friend Cuthbert. Does anyone remember him coming down the rope ladder, getting into the water? 
No, I think he stayed at the top of the shaft. Nobody remembers him climbing down the rope ladder. I mean, we should have hand-waved that through, surely. So Bugrass' experience was that he yeah. was climbing. He climbed down the rope ladder. Cuthbert was standing at the top of the shaft. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't remember Cuthbert joining him on the rope ladder before he dived into the water. He knows something. What does he know? Well, he's a, from a mafia family. Maybe this is something to do with the family, this place. Well, could be. I mean... Was he attacked by the mimics when we went in? Yes. Okay. And he was attacked by the invisible things. So if, if there was any but sort of setup, he did let that woman go. He did. I'll try the door at the end. I'll, I'll open the doors, and I've got okay, my greatsword ready oh, to bash. Okay. Oh. Ready in action. So I yeah, move up uh, there, peer through. Yeah. Well, got, I got interact got with an object, open the door, ready to hit something. What you reveal is a chamber. It's got a couple of tables in it. A chambre. A chambre. Two tables, each surrounded by plain wooden chairs. In the middle of this chamber. There were kind of disorganized heaps of notes, uh, maps. There are books on the far wall, on the opposite wall from you. As you peer into this room, there is a large map of Evenstar. Probably a little bit value. It's like a printed map made up of multiple sheets because printing technology being what it is, nobody can print out a huge great... It's an A to Z. It's like a general map of the city. And on that map, there are some pins and so forth. It looks like admin planning something else goes on in this in this chamber. Graham, I'm thinking that this is as it appears. There's you know there's a hidden secret planning lair underneath in, in this warehouse which is where she was told to come back to. So yeah. Cuthbert, have we missed a sign that this is a out splinter warehouse or anything like that? I don't know. Oh, I've just had a thought. You asking me? On, on the lever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Does the lever look like it's sprung in any way? As in, when you pull it, that after a while it will automatically reset. Yeah. I would say no. I would say that it looks like uh, somebody must set it one way and then set it the other way. Okay. Maybe a question we have to decide is did Cuthbert decide not to follow or was he prevented from following? Someone could have attacked him. That's a that's a point as well. Yes, maybe he should we attacked. head back and check? Yes, that's. I wonder. Uh, I didn't think about that because the other <laughs> thing was left, but we didn't. There's well, we decided he was scaly, so we there. kind of ignored yeah, it a bit in, in our typical manner. Yeah, good point. Should we, <laughs> we head assumed back? the worst. <laughs> should we head back? Well, he is scaly, so you know. But pull the lever. Pull the lever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't pull the lever. What are you going to do? Come on. What are you going to do? <laughs> I can I go in this room and just grab everything and shove it in my bag of holding? All the notes, books, plans. Yes. Yes. So I, I'm spending around rather than searching, I'm just shoving it all in. I would say it's gonna take you a minute or two to grab everything. Well I'll okay, I'll come in a minute. If you grab at your bag of holding, you hold the aperture open and you sweep the stuff off yeah. the tables into it, yeah. right? Well, I'll come and help. But somebody would need to detach the map and kind of either scrumple it up or roll it up if you wanted the map. All right, well, Parker's helping. Yeah. We're just shoveling it all in the bag of holding. Give me, can you, uh, can both of you give me an intelligence check, please? 13. Not very good, a 7. I wasn't looking for super high numbers. Your sense is that this room contains planning material around some kind of extortion or kidnapping scheme. Yeah. There are names of people 
and there are properties identified or there are commercial premises identified or there are ransoms specific i mean i'm talking about what you glimpse as you very so there's no you can't mm. pick, put any of this don't together. glimpse out splinter no 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 you don't glimpse out splinter there's no sign in here of any Ouch, what about the um, involvement? Do we well, glimpse um, okay. Hesty? If you want to start looking for specific stuff, mm-hmm. then you have to specifically dedicate some time. I'm giving you a general impression of what you get when you're hoovering this stuff up as quickly as possible. Right. No, no, we'll hoover and then we'll go back because we want to make sure that Cuthbert's okay. I'm going to say to Bugraft and Parker to follow us as soon as they've finished. We're going to head back and check on Cuthbert. Okay, so you're diving back into the water. You're swimming down. Yeah. Sessions, are you joining Burple on this trip or are you staying where you are? Uh, I will I will join Burple. They swim down. They swim along the corridor. They find the corridor that runs back to the shaft. They let themselves ascend. They climb up the rope ladder. Yeah. You surface in the chamber where the you had your argument about magic and all of that business it's empty there's nobody there there's certainly no cuthbert the door to the north is still staved in as it was by parker are you heading up that way what do you want to do we'll basically head have a listen can we hear anything Mm. give me a perception check actually purple gets a 24 no you can't hear anything untoward we don't hear sounds of combat or anything like that no no sounds of combat no sounds of anybody sneaking around no sounds of movement or walking or anything like that but how long has passed since we sort of went in and let's call it three minutes three or four minutes Mm. Um, scary spooky plenty of time for him to have been disappeared Mm. plenty of time especially in D&D time sneak up to the still got the sea invisible and the quick peer outside you see something subtly and just I want to see what I can see without kind of making myself too visible yeah well there's nothing there except something really obvious which is that there's a piece of paper on the floor in the on the wooden floor just through the door heading mm-hmm. back into the room with the gangplanks speared into the floor with the short sword of the east wind and what does it say uh, you're doomed <laughs> a ransom note he must have been uh, he must have been taken he's not going to leave a magic weapon especially the Sorted. No, quite. We're on Thank you for bringing me back to Evenstar. This husky body of uh, Cuthbert has been a pain for so many weeks. I can now finally <laughs> show myself. Who's the bad guy called? Don't think anybody can remember, can they? Either that or he's been kidnapped. It says, Dear Granny, but that's crossed out, sort of scrubbed out. And then underneath it, it says, Chaps, I can't do this. I have duties elsewhere. Look after yourselves, and perhaps we will meet again one day. Cuthbert. What? That's what it says. He wouldn't leave the sword of the east wind. Does it look like his writing? I'm not yeah, there. Yeah, does but... it look like his writing? It does look like his writing, yep. Okay. Oh. What a bloody... Well, come back first, and let's finish off investigating. Oh, let's, let's take the sword of the east wind. Roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's got how many items? Yeah. I mean, is Cuthbert still technically a member of the, you know, I mean, you've got to factor that in. When he says, I can't do this, do what? <laughs> I mean, we need <laughs> to look at these papers. But what if are we these doing? papers I mean, are like, if this, is, if this is basically a secret hold, it might be a secret hold of the Outsplinter family. Well, Mike, let's let's just abstract this a little bit. So, yeah, we just we go outside and look around the outside bit. No sign of anybody. Okay. Skullduggery. Give me a couple of perception checks. 18. Mm-hmm. Good numbers. 
15. I'm presuming that you're cautiously working your way back to the main doors. Yes, yes. And checking, you know, trying to find... Checking as you go. Any signs of a struggle or, or anything? Glancing into the cells. If there's something you can't see properly, checking behind yes. it. Yes, Nothing. No sign of anything apart from... And no signs of a scuffle? No signs of drag marks in the dust or something? That prisoner's not there. Can I, can I use my insight? Does this note seem like something that um, Cuthbert might actually have written? Give me an insight check. Uh, 17. It sounds like him. Burple, your higher perception checks. When you get to the double doors that lead out onto the, the misty, dark street, you can hear the bells, the ship's bells, the, the pinging bell. of the halyards of the sails, and everything is dark. There are some tracks around the door that were not... Give me a survival check. There are definitely new tracks. Somebody give me a survival check. Four. Twenty-one. And when pointed out to Sessions, you think you can pick out a little bit of sense from the chaos. It's very difficult to be absolutely certain, but it could be true that Cuthbert slightly distinctive rather floppy feet you can see them kind of going in and going back out again and then rather disappearing and dissipating out into the cobbles of the of the alley Mm -hmm. there's a couple of other sets of tracks as well they look different they look like a soft shod pair of kind of light tracks like humanoids that might have come up to the doorway and tarried there briefly and then moved on up the alley back in towards town I think I've been very nice there. So basically, somebody these came to meet. A couple of, when you say a couple of tracks, you mean like a Cut couple a of people? T- yeah, a couple of sets of a couple of people. Yeah, a couple of people came up came up to the door. Not a struggle though. Does it look like Cuthbert was taken against his will, or did he go willingly? Very difficult to say. I mean, they'd have had to make him write that. I don't know. I can't speculate. Well, there'll be a thing. scuffle of shoes. I mean, does it yeah. look like there's been a? Well, scuffle? There no, there's no sign of a struggle anywhere you've been. Okay. And it sounds like the note. Yeah. The insight suggested. If got his estimation correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to open this door on the south. Am I allowed to do that? Oh, brilliant. Exploring whilst the others are still yeah. not there. This is what I like. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, We're I going to just... head back, Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Having sort of ascertained that, that much, we will head back to join them. So however long that takes. Bugraft, that door. I'm ready to attacking anything as soon as I open. Ready it's not action. locked. Okay, kick it open, ready my action. I think what we also need to do is we need to actually now take time to study all these papers and then take them to where we were supposed to be heading um, with Hillary and Marvina. Marvina and others, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you think that that's probably quite a protracted process. Yeah, well, we, we should basically... I just imagine turning up in a kind of medieval police station and going, we found this, we've got all this evidence, and they're just dump. you're putting it all out of the bag of holding, Do you know what? dumping Do you know it all what, over Burple? the desk. You're not miles off, though, what you think <laughs> might be the, the thing here. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at an, an awful lot of material that might be best handed over to the authorities. In the meantime, it's a bedroom. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a student bedroom. I'll go to the next one. You search that, and I'll do the any same. Any dormitory? The next one. I mean, any monsters? There's a wash basin. There are a couple of full-length mirrors. There is a wardrobe. It is closed. Give me a. I don't think you need to make a check. It seems a little bit anonymous. There doesn't seem to be anything personal in there. That help? Does that mm, yeah. make sense? Is it dirty? Is it dirty? Is it dirty? I mean, assuming that you're on th- that door and I've got 
Parker Sessions and Burple, are you're looking around in this corridor? Well, I'll open that door in front of me. Ready to bop anything if somebody's cowering in there. It's also not locked, and it won't astonish you to learn that it is kind of identical yeah. to the room that Bugnoss just opened. So, yeah, it looks like they've been put together, they've been organised in the same way. This is basically a terrorist hideout cell. Yeah, criminal enterprise. Well, I'll yes. open the next door, I guess. Once again, you have got the same kind of a deal. Sessions, is there anything you're doing? Yeah, you can eye behind us. Okay. And down the corridor towards the, you know, I'm doing yeah. the watch out. While they're looking in these rooms, I'm keeping a watch out. Good thinking. Okay, can I try and open the last door? Uh, bug raft. Last door on the south side. Uh, I'm readying an action to hit anything, by the way. You could see a room that's very like the other rooms. It's got the same setup. There's a wash basin. There is a, a wardrobe. There's a couple of mirrors. There's a bed. But, like, the side of the room opens out into a sort of wedge. And there's a set of double doors in a diagonal wall that runs up the side of the bedroom. Those double doors are slightly open and bugger off. You can sort of hear something behind them. And there's a little bit of light spilling from behind them. What you can hear is somebody who doesn't know that there's anybody there (laughs) pottering about. Can I I sneak up? Yeah, door. you sneak up. What about um, Burple, Parker? Well, are you going to tell us? Signal, I'll, possibly. I'll quietly. signal. I won't, I won't say. I'll say... Um, what, finger to the lips kind of thing? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right. Sounds like somebody kind of busying themselves around something. Kitchen. Well, I mean, that could be. I'm guessing that's kind of what the room is missing. Burple, Parker, Sessions, you each get an action and then we'll pick it back up with Bugraft. When I see Bugraft motioning, I will move up. So you're kind of sort of peering over his shoulder into the room. Yeah. I'm not very stealthy, so I'm going to just move very cautiously. Okay. And what about sessions? I'm staying put for the time being. The next thing that happens is that... Paul, are you there? Yep. Is Cuthbert opening the doors? Yeah, Cuthbert's going to boot the doors open. Cuthbert's bringing open the doors. Hang on. These double doors in the diagonal wall, the one that's sort of like an extended extra bit off the bedroom swing open it's Cuthbert is on the other side of them what it's a chamber it's octagonal and the walls are like mirrored dark glass and there's torches near the ceiling and the kind of blue flames which is being mirrored by all of this glass around the room and in the middle of the room you see yourselves what? All of you are sitting on a circular bench that's around a pole right at the centre of the room that your hands are tied behind your back, you're all gagged, you're all struggling to escape. Cuthbert's kicked the doors open. And are you going to keep untying Parker? Yeah, I'll keep untying Parker. What? Okay. Parker, do you want to have your readied action? That's not the real Parker. I'm the real uh, Parker. Bugraft, do you want to have your readied action? I'm going to attack Parker. What, me? Yeah. And I think we'll pick things up next week. <laughs> I'm thoroughly confused. How did you get... Oh, Oh, I see. (laughs) 
The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright by Zoe. The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening.